gentlemen welcome to this edition of the cajun conservative show where we talk about life we talk about liberty and yes we talk about the pursuit of happiness and yes showing the world that cajuns do have intelligence hope everyone is having a good day a good week a good night wherever you're listening at Thank you for joining us. And if you have not yet hit that subscribe button on the audio platform that you're listening to, that Apple, Google, Spotify. If you want to watch the video uh, podcast, you can go ahead and look us up on Rumble. Just type in the Cajun Conservative Show and my videos will pop up. You also could type up my name, Isaac Hayes, capital I, capital H, together, and you better find every video that we have done on the platform. And hope everyone is having a good day again. Um, busy week guys busy week again and and you know that's what's good about this podcast you know uh um i'm always looking at stuff i'm always hearing the new the the newest news around and i'm always figuring out how to play this show and i guess you can say the hypocrisy that i see is uh pretty bad um the hypocrisy that you know the democrats are doing is um it's pretty overwhelming sometimes and we're going to get into a couple of things and um it's just you know you you have you have to where the 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 republicans you know the republicans ain't doing what they supposed to be doing most of the time you have the republicans uh, the democrats that don't do nothing all the time but they want to blame everybody else but anyway so let's let's go ahead and dive in because i got a i got a lot to cover today and um Let's just say this. It's a uh, inflation is on the rise again, folks. Inflation is on the rise. This is according to the Daily Daily Wire. Breaking inflation skyrockets to 6.8% higher than expected. Fastest rate in nearly oh, 40 years. That was Friday uh breaking 12 10 21. Breaking on the Daily Wire. The Daily Caller, inflation hits highest level in 39 years. The 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 level at, in 39 years ago was 7.1 under the Jimmy Carter administration. So I, I want to say, I, let me let me make sure because I don't want to go ahead and say that, and then the fact checkers fact checkers are going to come and say, "Huh, it was not Jimmy Carter," and they're going to flag my video for for uh, false information. But I believe it was Jimmy Carter, which it goes to a point, though, too, folks. I never thought that we would have a worse president than Jimmy Carter. No, really, folks. You know, Jimmy Carter ran this country into the ground. And I believe it took over a span of a few years. But Jimmy Carter, you know, Biden has topped that. And I was saying this a while back. I thought that that um that Barack Obama was probably the worst president out there beside, but Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter was, I want to say he was a, um, all right. So let me, let me look at this, but Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter ran this country into the ground. Okay. He was the president in 1981. So let's see if that, that was at the beginning of, I want to say Reagan's term. Let me see if, if I read this correctly. 
I know one gives a date. Uh, it was either in 1981 uh, or 82. Anyway, it was either during the Carter administration or after the Carter administration. That inflation ran that high. But Jimmy Carter, even that, the inflation ran high after Jimmy Carter's term. Uh, Joe Biden it hasn't even made a year yet. He has not made a year yet, and the inflation has broken two records. Remember last month it went up, and they said this is the highest it ever been in almost 30 years. Now it's going to 40 years. Joe Biden is asking governments, other governments, foreign nations, for oil and help to bring down our gas prices, and he's blaming all companies. But we were oil independent. If he wouldn't have shut down the Keystone Pipeline, threatened to shut down the Michigan Pipeline, and would have not revoked the permits in the Gulf, we wouldn't have to worry about it. But inflation is on the rise, folks, and that is part of it. And also the spending of all kind of money. But how many, how many trillions have been spent just in the Biden administration alone? Just to do plans that he has put through, the Build Back Better plan and the uh, bipartisan infrastructure plan, it, it gives about three billion, three trillion dollars, but in reality, we're spending a lot more money than that. And they wonder why inflation keeps on going up. Look, folks, this is a crisis. This is a crisis that our people in this country is paying more for home goods, for groceries, for for gasoline, for all that stuff. And the Biden administration. It's just, it just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it, uh, I read one article, I think it's from the Daily Caller, that they said this is the showing of a strong economy. The inflation is going up because the economy is on a rebound. Really? So you're telling me that the, this is showing the strength of an economy that the dollar is, is, is inflating and us as Americans that are not, that are already living on a budget, Got to pay more at the grocery store? And of course, they say, well, it's just not because we're we're spending money. They also say it's because we are, the, the supply chain, the, the, uh, the, y'all, y'all buying so much stuff that we can't put things in stores. So so the dollar is, 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 the price is going up on goods. Ladies and gentlemen, the BLS said in a statement that all items in uh, index rose 6.8 for the for the 12 months ending October, the largest 12 month increase since the period ending June 8, 9, 8, uh, 1982. Okay, I understand that the ports and I we we already explained I already explained that to everybody that the the the, the ports, the people that the the reason that they're not coming in is because of COVID and all that stuff. With the, the, the strong mandates in California, New York, and all that stuff, which we're going to get into in a second. I'm just going to give you an example, folks. You know inflation is bad when Dollar Tree has to raise their prices. Now, this, now it's been reported since November, and I just caught it the other day. But on Monday, uh, December 6, 2021, Dollar Tree was raising their prices to dollar twenty-five. Main reason, because of inflation. Because inflation, well, it's so much on the rise that Dollar Tree, where everything is a dollar, they have to change their slogan because of inflation. 
idolatry. Folks, when I seen it, I, I even put it on Facebook that in, it has to be bad for Dollar Tree to raise their prices. And like I said, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, the Dollar General company that owns Dollar Tree said it. We can't afford to everything to stay a dollar because of the high because of the high prices. And look, 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 I don't know if you ever walked into a Dollar Tree, but a Dollar Tree is where you go to make yourself feel rich. When a poor man goes in there to make himself feel rich, Dollar Tree does not have the most expensive stuff, folks. I'm going to even go a step further. I worked for Dollar Tree when I first started my, when I talk about retail, I worked there in another retail place. And I was shocked when I got the job, everything was a dollar. Everything was a dollar, but because of the inflation and this will happen when that showed up last Monday, last Friday, we got a report that inflation is still on the rise. Folks, like I said, this is, we're not even in, we're not even Biden's first term. This, what is in his first year of his first term? He has not made a year yet. That happens in January 20th of 2022. When we make a year that Joe Biden became our president. Now, look, this is just adding on to the crisis, folks. This is just adding on to the crisis. And I, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but it's just true. That the reason I talk about this is news, news stories that are coming up. Inflation's rising. We can't get our goods. People don't know if they're going to get stuff for Christmas. And I'm even seeing that. My lovely wife told me the other day that it's, it's, it's hard to find certain gifts that she wants to get for the kids. And folks, look, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, we had to pay more for, for the food that we was eating that day to give thanks to our great, our Lord and Savior. And then we're going to have to spend more on Christmas. We understand that there's crisis out there, folks. We understand that things happen in the nation. But for a president to go ahead and say, I am, this is my top priority. And like I said, gasoline early. He shut down Keystone Pipelines. He shut down, he tried to shut down another pipeline in Michigan. And then he, he went ahead and revoked all the permits that President Trump gave us in the Gulf of Mexico. But the problem is not Biden. Look, I've said, look, uh, I'm going to say this again. And it, it is worth repeating. Biden wants to blame everybody else for the problems except him. Biden has said that he, he wanted to launch an investigation. This was reported a couple of weeks ago that he wanted to have an investigation into the oil companies because that's why the gas prices were going up high. And he went ahead and dipped into our reserve, our oil reserves, so they can bring down the prices. But ladies and gentlemen, this is, look, there's crisis all over the place. But of course, the Democrats don't look at these crises. What you mean, Isaac? What, what you mean that the Democrats don't look at these crises? Well, it was the, uh, Monday, 12-6 of 21, which is December 12, 21. We had a, a story breakout. Mayor Bill de Blasio, the outgoing mayor of New York, announces vaccine mandates for private sectors. Huh? Wait, what did New York do? According to the article, and hit the wrong one. You got to love that when you're trying to look up something, you hit the wrong thing. But according to the New York, uh, to the Fox News article, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for private sector workers. 
New York Mayor Bill de Blasio on Monday issued a uh, pre- uh, preventative strike ma- uh, mandate that all private sectors employees in the Big Apple be vaccinated against COVID-19 among the new threat posted by the Octomern virus beginning December 2017. Wait, outgoing mayor pushing another vaccine mandate, not on city workers, not on his staff, but on the private sector. He's telling private businesses, you have to force your employees to be vaccinated. And folks, that's why I say this. Uh, the Democrats don't see none of the other crises. All they're seeing is COVID-19 or the Octavian variant or the Delta variant. They don't see what's going on in the border. They don't go ahead and, well, let's see. It's like you bring somebody up to something and they're like, do you see that? And they have their eyes like, nope, nope, we don't see it. Nope, I don't see it. Ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're pushing the, it's a problem apparently in New York. You gotta be vaccinated. We're, and look, we're not telling this, um, city workers or state workers now. We're telling private owned businesses to have a vaccine mandate. Now, I don't think this is gonna stand even in the liberal state of New York. This is probably gonna go up to the Supreme Court. Because, and then why do I say that? Well, this week, uh, let me go ahead and see when it was. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was sometime this week. That uh, let's see where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Okay, I can't find it, but it was reported that oh no, it was last week. That's why I can't find it. It was last week's notes. Uh, it was reported that Biden's vaccine mandates for the nation was unconstitutional. That the court shot it down. So that's why I think Bill de Blasio, and it, this ain't going to fly. Now, apparently Bill de Blasio is trying to make a last minute push for something other than the New York City mayor's race. Like I said, this is an outgoing mayor. Now, we know all politicians do this. They, they go ahead and they push things. But do you get what I'm saying, though, folks? We have crisis like inflation. Inflation's on the rise. You are paying more. You are paying more for your goods, for your household items. You are paying more. But, but, we're going to worry about COVID. Excuse me. We're going to go, we're going to go ahead and worry about making private citizens of a state wear a mask. Or are we going to force them to take a vaccination that they do not want to take? Ladies and look, ladies and gentlemen, you can't save a buck a dollar tree no more. Like I said, because hey, they're raising their prices up to a dollar twenty-five. And this is just the beginning, folks. I, I, I just said it. We're just we're about to hit enter one year of Joe Biden. We have three more years of this, unless in twenty twenty-two we go ahead and vote conservatives into. The, the, the House and the Senate. I'm not talking about rhino Republicans. I'm not talking about men that say, well, I'm a conservative and their voting record goes to the other end. I am talking about true conservatives. On the vaccine note, I did read this week that the Senate did shoot down 
Biden's vaccine mandate. And it was Democrats that voted against it, which made it pass. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is even showing that some Democrats are getting frustrated with these vaccine mandates. I'm just I'm not a loss for words right now. And the Democrats worry about one thing, but should worry about something else. And it is kind of, if you don't mind me saying, it is kind of ridiculous. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative. Got some new bumper music going on today. Unfortunately, I have to fade it out, you know. So that's one of my dad's first songs he ever wrote. And I, I had to do some editing for him this week. Uh, he's trying to uh, try to do some videos and stuff like that. And I found that song and said, oh, yeah, I need some new bumper music. I told him I'm barring it. He said, go ahead and take it, son. Go ahead and borrow it. All right. So I want to go ahead and talk about something on this second segment. On Tuesday, December 7th of this month, of the, the this year 2021, the Daily Caller came out with an article that I thought was very fascinating. And the article is report is reports that the media media companies meet in secret with the Biden White House to discuss more favorable economical coverage. Now, we just talked about inflation, and I think this will be a good way to start off this segment, is that the, the, the people know, and look, it's just not Fox News and Newsmax anymore. Even mainstream media are are talking about about this talking about the supply chain issues they're talking about the uh, the inflation and and they're talking about all this all this bad is going on but the white house the white house thinks that this is this this shouldn't be the case this shouldn't be the case our economy is better than last year's don't believe me on twitter this was released by Oliver Dorsey, Oliver Dorsey, and he reported uh, some news in reliable sources. And this is the quote that he found that that is in the article he wrote. The White House is not happy with the news media's coverage of the supply chain and the economy and has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in his favor. Now, whatever happened to I'm going to stop right there. Whatever happened to freedom of the press? 
Ladies and gentlemen, if this prove if this does not prove that the media is in the back pocket of the White House and the Biden administration, what else would? Could you imagine if a news story would have came out that Donald Trump was meeting with certain media groups because he didn't like how the coverage was done by one person? And look, folks, we see that the media is far left. Look what they did with Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo. It was reported last week, I believe, that Chris Cuomo now got some accusers of sexual assault or sexual harassment. And look what CNN did to that. They they covered up their, their golden boy for as long as they could. Moving on. Uh, senior White House and administrative officials, including NEC Deputy Director David Kaman and Brett Remu, along with Ports uh, Envy, uh, Envy, John Protocol, Procol, Pro, uh, Pro whatever his name is, has been briefing major news net, uh, newsrooms over the past week, a source tells me. The officials have, uh, the offices have been discussing with newsroom trends pertaining to job creation, economical growth, supply chains, and more. The basic argument that has been made that the country's econo- uh, economy is in much better shape than it was last year. I'm told the conversations have been productive with anchors and reporters and producers going to talk with the offices. First off, I got a point right here, folks. The reason the economy is somewhat growing and job numbers are rising is because last year and Joe Biden is in that group went ahead and told the public that, Hey, we have to shut down schools. We have to shut down restaurants. We have to shut down transportation. We have to shut down the whole economy and you stay home and we give you money. That's why the job jobless claims are at all time low. It's not because the Joe Biden has created jobs. I seen a meme the other day that said that uh, saying creating jobs for giving people back the jobs that they had is not creating work. But Biden wants to go ahead and say the economy is in a way better shape. I talked about inflation a while ago and I forgot to bring that out. This time under Donald Trump last year, I think the inflation only grew 0.7%. It didn't even reach a percentage point. So how can you tell me that the economy is better now than it was then? It's not, folks. And for Biden to go ahead and have to ask these news media, the news media, CNN, ABC, CBS, all of these people, hey, can you show us a little more favorable coverage on the economy? Proves my point that the economy, it's not where it's supposed to be at. The economy is worse than what it was. And guess who's the president of the United States that did that? Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, if this does not prove that the media is biased, then what does? What does? Ain't, ain't favorable media outlets or news stories on the supply chain. Ain't, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't. Well, of course. Then look, I'm surprised. Do you know that the first couple of months that Biden was in office, he did, he could not do no wrong. But his mistakes and his failures are starting to climb up that where CNN, MSNBC, and all these people have to show something, folks. I promise you, they don't want to show nothing. They don't want to show this. Because the media in this country, it's not fair journalism no more. It's the left propaganda tool where they go ahead and they preach to people all the stuff that Biden's supposedly doing good. And is it? All right.
Moving along on that note, uh, I want I want to ask a question on this on this because this is going back to the media coverage and stuff. I wonder if Biden is asking these news articles or the, I mean these news networks and the newsrooms and the anchors if he's going to ask more favorable coverage with China and Russia. Why do I bring this out? On Tuesday, the 7th of December 2021, Biden had a virtual meeting with Vladimir Putin. Two days later, it came out reports, this is from the Daily Caller, Biden administration plans on advising Ukraine to hand over territory to Russia. Later on in the day, Baskowski denied the reports that the U.S. advised Ukraine to cease uh, to, to, to go ahead and give land to Russia. You might be asking, why, well, what is going on in Russia? Well, on the Ukrainian border of Russia, the right, there's, there apparently Vladimir Putin is flexing his muscles. Now, it's been years that Vladimir Putin has tried this, but Vladimir Putin wants to expand his empire. He wants to go ahead and expand the territory of Russia. If I'm not mistaken, Russia or Ukraine used to be part of Russia, but they they separated and they broke away. And Russia wasn't really happy about that, so they always considered that Russia and they want it back. Now, this ain't the only thing. I believe it's Hong Kong. Uh, I want to say that China is fighting for either. Uh, is, is China is fighting or uh, is, is, is trying to fight over the, I think it, it might be Tokyo. Anyway, China is having, wanting to take over a certain country. See the Hong Kong, I think Hong Kong is in China. So it's probably Tokyo. They want Tokyo back in their grips. And China is really, is really getting under the skin of our military leaders. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just I just want you to understand something. Donald Trump was the only president that in my lifetime that did not start a war. It's kind of funny. Now, now I, you can't blame the Afghanistan war and the Iraq war on uh, President Biden and uh, not President Biden. Well, yeah, President Biden, too, he was in there. Uh, President Biden, you can't blame it on President Barack Obama. You can't blame it on President Donald J. Trump. The one that put us into war with that was Jeff uh, George uh, W. Bush. George W. Bush put us in his wars. Were they justified? There's debate on that. There's debate about 9-11 and all that stuff. So you can't blame them, but they are the ones that kept us in those wars the longest. We spent trillions of trillions of dollars in Afghanistan and Iraq. But if you go ahead and look at a few things, let's just look at this for a second. China, and look, China, I believe Barack Obama, because Barack Obama was one, hey, I draw a red line, you better not cross it, and they kept on crossing it. It reminded me of that Bucks Bunny cartoon when Bucks Bunny said, I dare you to cross over that line. And Timothy Sam just kept on crossing over. That's what America did. I dare you not to cross over that line. And they just kept stepping over. But Russia, Russia and China was, I, 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 I believe in Barack Obama, they were flexing their muscles. There was one president that put them in their place. And that was President Donald Trump. If you remember when Donald Trump was president, 
We didn't have really that much problems with Russia trying to invade Ukraine. We didn't have that much trouble of China trying to invade one of their neighbors. You hardly heard of that. And if it would have happened, CNN would have tried to put it that Donald Trump was trying to start a war. Now, you might be saying, well, Isaac, how, that, how's that proving that Donald Trump didn't try to start no war with nobody? Well, look, he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize twice because of the, uh, the Abraham's Accords. If you, if you go on that point, Donald Trump didn't try to start a war. He tried ending wars, which a president should do. Now, this is the, this is the problem with Biden and uh, the difference between Biden and Trump. Trump did not let Russia or China push him to the side. He didn't let them take control of meetings. He took control of meetings. He said that China was treating us unfair. He said China was, was messing up our economy. China, and he was blaming China for a lot of stuff, but he held China in check, which a superpower is supposed to do. He made it clear to Vladimir Putin, do not try to advance on Ukraine or there will be consequences. Am I saying Vladimir Putin and the, the president, uh, Chan Shi, I think his name is, from China, is, was scared of Trump? No, but they knew they should not touch his buttons just in case. It's, it, you, it's, it's like a lot of people in life. You know some people are capable of doing something. And you're not scared of them, but at the same time, you don't want to try that button. How they say, pick your battles? I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, Vladimir Putin and Chan Chi, uh, and Chi uh, the president of China, does not fear Biden. Because right when Biden got in there, Russia started hacking us. Started affecting some of our meat markets and started affecting some of our food products, uh, food uh, companies. Don't you remember that? China is on the verge of attacking uh, one of their neighbors because they want to expand their empire. And all Biden is doing, you better not do that. There are going to be consequences. The Russian forces are at Ukraine, folks. They're on the border. They're just waiting for Vladimir Putin to say, go. Are they scared of Biden? No. And folks, like I said, look, uh, look. The, the Democrats don't see this. I said this in the first segment. Democrats don't see this. All they see is about COVID-19 and the Octoman variant and how bad it's going to be. They don't go ahead and see the problems outside here. It's kind of funny when you have a real leader in there, everything's stayed in line. But when you have a fraud in there or you have somebody that's weak need and cannot stand up to the opponents... And of course, Biden really showed his force. He didn't invite them to a uh, peace summit. Ooh, they're really shaking in their boots. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this incident right here. Look, and look, favorable coverage. You're not hardly hearing this on CNN, MSNBC. You're hearing it on right-wing networks like... Fox News and, and, and Newsmax and other ones like that. You're hearing about these problems that are going on in the Biden administration, but they they want they want favorable coverage on the economy. They want favorable coverage on China. They want favorable coverage on Russia. Don't talk about the bad. Just talk about the good. So it makes President Biden look good 
And I'll blame everything else on somebody else. Blame all the bad on the Republicans. Blame all the bad on the oil field companies. Blame everybody for this stuff. But when you have, when, look, Ukraine, and I believe it's, I, I want to say it's Taiwan. I'm not 100% sure. Or No, no I'm saying Taiwan. Tokyo or something of that name. It's one of the neighboring countries of China that China wants back. I can't remember the name right off my head. But when you have, and look, these are all allies of ours. I, I hate to see if the, the, the Arabs and the Palestinians go ahead and threaten to attack Israel or go on their borders and try to take more land. I wonder what Biden's going to do. Hey, I'm not going to let you be part of my peace summit. You can't be part of my Zoom call. Really shaking in their boots. I, I'm sorry, man. It, I'm surprised. Fly, I don't even think flies are scared of Biden at the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, this this just like I said, this all this shows. Cause like I said, the media isn't showing this. I had to pick up this story from the Daily Caller and the Daily Wire. Russia is threatening Ukraine. China is threatening one of their neighbors. They're both our allies. We and we're just telling them, hey, look, I heard. Uh, I believe it was. A, did I, was it a video? It was either a video or article that I, I seen. Of military leaders very concerned about this. But that's okay. We got a president that has more important things to worry about. No, it's not the border crisis. No, it's not the supply chain. He's worried that the media doesn't paint a pretty picture about the economy and picking an ice cream flavor. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative. Talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a guide on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. everybody welcome back to the third and final segment of the of this week i'm, I'm gonna have to try to pick up a couple of more days to do a podcast i've been talking about that and I, look guys i am ladies and gentlemen i am talking about doing something to where i can do a little bit more recordings i uh, just i got a lot of my ducks in a row let's just say it like that i got a lot of my ducks in a row but we're gonna get to it all right, so Professor uh, Armavana, Ravana, the lady that was supposed to take over. Look, Tuesday we had a busy day, news day. Um, was supposed to take over the banks and some other things like that. Uh, resigned. 
but Drew Hu nomination. So I don't know who Trump's, I don't know who Biden's gonna go ahead and pick up. But uh, Professor Selah Marava, whatever I, I can't say her name correctly, but and y'all know, guys, I'm not a Tipido Brujo, something like that. I could say. But uh, but the lady withdrew her name. That is a good thing because she was one that wanted to federalize everything. She wanted the IRS to go ahead and take take your banking account and decide how much money you needed. Uh, if you made over six hundred some dollars, the IRS would have washed your account. It, all kind of Marxist communist stuff. And um, I remember when John Kennedy grilled her, and they were debating over that and. You know, the thing of it is, she, she she was trying to bring out Marxist, communistic ideas for the banks. Socialism does this. Socialism goes ahead and they, 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 they watch every penny you spend. And the government decides if you have enough or don't have enough. So that's a, that's a win for us. I think she was embarrassed. I think she got exposed by the, the Republicans that really went ahead and and talked about this issue. So that is a win for us. And look, I'm going to bring out a point right here before we get into uh, uh, my next topic, my big topic of the day or of, of this segment. I I really, this shows Biden is not a moderate. And folks, that's supposed to be what we all been hearing. That's what Joe Biden ran. Well, when he was in his basement doing Zoom call meetings, uh, he all, that's all he said. Hey, I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate. That's all you heard him say. I'm a moderate. But since he got in there, everyone that he has picked has been uh, communist roots, roots, or they have been um, aligned with the uh, socialist socialism, socialism, or, or something of that nature. They're not moderates. I look at a true moderate. Say, hey, look, I'm going to pick a Democrat, then I'm going to pick a Republican. Uh, you, oh, you're in the middle of the. Uh, let's let's okay. You're more in the middle of that. I know you're more to the right, but you're in the middle of the conversation. That is a true moderate folks. Look, I don't have a lot to say good about Joe Manchin, but at least Joe Manchin is showing that he's a true moderate. He has crossed over the aisle multiple times in this, uh, in this country. And Christian cinema has, is proven that she's a true moderate. Like I said, at the end of the day, I think they're going to side with Democrats because they're more leaning toward the left. But if you look at a lot of people, they, a lot of the, your politicians including Biden are way to the left and Christian cinema and Joe Manchin is kind of in the center. So, but, but Biden is not a moderate. If he's picking people like this to federalize our banking system and to take control of private fund money. No, he's not a moderate. All right. So we have, um, so just Jesse Smollett was found guilty Thursday afternoon, which would have been the ninth of been the ninth of December twenty uh, twenty twenty one. Just uh, Jesse Sum uh, Je- uh, Jesse Sum uh, Jesse Sumlet, uh, that's a tongue tie, was found guilty on five out of six charges at his hate crime hoax trial. You might be wondering what what it, what it is about three years ago. Jesse Smollett was uh was was on the show The Empire. Never seen it. Now don't want to watch it. It's, I'm just not into that type of movie. But Jesse Smollett wanted to go ahead, and he I think he was uh 
uh, he was getting fired or he wasn't being promoted in the media. So what Jesse Smollett did was he hired two of his brothers. He called them brothers or his good friends. He gave them a check. Like, uh, okay, if you don't, uh, look, I'm not a professional criminal, but I think anybody would say, don't write a check out to him. Don't leave a paper trail. Don't try to leave a trail at all. Cash. Anyway, but Jesse Smollett went ahead and orchestrated a false hate crime. And the, I remember when the story broke, folks, I was just like, whoa. And look, every conservative that in my time, I wasn't on the uh, on the podcast waves yet or wasn't on Rumble. Uh, I just remember seeing this and thinking how horrible it is. And every conservative said this. He said that people, two men came and approached him, two white males uh, in mega hats, I believe it was. And they called him the N-word, called him anti-gay slurs and beat him up and all that stuff. And he got promoted, promotion. Everybody in this country remember Jesse Smollett because he was he was beaten and he was abused and he was this showed how far racism had, uh, racism is not dead in America and it's because of Donald Trump they wore mega hats. Now everybody condemned this, Donald Trump included, said it was wrong and it should not have been done. But the media ran with it. But later on, after the police started investigating guess what happened uh oh they found out that it was a fake attack and this happened in the in the uh, in the courtroom the two guys that he gave the check to said yeah we even did a dry run to make sure he told us how to do it he directed this whole thing now people might be asking well why did it take three years for this to happen, well, apparently he was a he was a friend of one of the Chicago's uh, district attorneys, or the district attorney, and they they're not going to stop it. But the federal government got involved because it was a hate crime. Now he not uh, three years later, Jesse Smollett is facing twenty years in prison because he wanted to be famous, and he wanted and look, ladies and gentlemen, three years ago. The political spectrum of the of, of race, and it still is like that today, was very high. Unfortunately, uh, men like this put a bad name on that. They look. I'm going to say this: Jesse Smollett is a leftist. Jesse uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, Justin Justin, whatever Smollett is a left wingers. And this proves that the left would use racism for their advantage. He knew that this was going to give him a lot of publicity. He knew that the, the, the country at the time of when that happened, the tensions were high on racism. Because you got to remember, folks, and that happened throughout his whole term, but Donald Trump was labeled a racist from day one. The media hid the pictures of him with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson Shaking hands, he they, they they failed to mention all the stuff he has done for the black community while he was the president of the United States. They just wanted to label Trump a racist, and they did. And Samalet knew about this. Uh, Jesse Samalet knew that this was the this was going to happen, and he knew this would get widespread coverage. And people will feel sorry for him and give him jobs. Now, I don't know what he's been doing for the last three years. 
But for a year, this man thought he got away with it. Because Chicago, where it is happened in Illinois, it, 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 they weren't pushing it. So now, like I said, he, he's been since. He, and, and when people would say, because they, they're going to throw this into the Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, Ahmaud Aubrey uh, controversy. Now, they might not talk about the Ahmad Aubrey case because it, it went in their favor, which was just. I, I don't think these three men should have hunt down this poor individual and, and shoot him and hurt him the way they did. But they're going to use the same arguments that they use for Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, the, the justice system is against black people. The justice system uh, don't want to help the, the minorities. The justice system is only a white man's government. Watch, folks. I'm telling you. And look, I just heard that he was he was averted. I, I, to be, I'm at the point where I don't try to watch any news. If I see a news article, I read it. I make sure it's factual, and and then I go ahead and I report it and, on my opinion. I'm not saying I don't watch Fox News or any other other network. I'm just I'm just being honest. But so, but he 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 was trying to get fame, uh, you know. But they, they're going to say this about Justice Smollett. That the 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 system is bad. The the those jurors were probably racist and probably homophobic because he's gay. You got to remember that he's uh, he's part of the LGBTQ community. They they don't like gay people in America. They don't like black people in America. All y'all straight white conservatives. They're gonna paint this picture, folks. And look, I'm I'm, be, I'm just being honest. And that's what they're going to go on. Not to find out that he was guilty of the crimes. It was proven in court. And it just, it just funny to me. I, I seen, I seen a part or heard a part of the trial where the defense, the lawyers for some, uh, Smollett was saying that those two men were lying on the stage. There was no proof. And they had the checks. Those men covered their rear ends as well, because they knew probably something like this would have happened. And folks, you got to realize Chicago, man, Chicago, they were trying to hide this. I want to know, I want to know what happened to the district attorney that didn't want to take this case or try to hide this case from the feds. That individual should be put in jail because that's called obstructing of justice. We'll have to see what happens. All right. I got some news about the Texas law Uh, on Friday. Uh, the 10th of December the Supreme Court less challenges to abortion law proceed allowing law to remain in effect this was released um, a few hours before the program started recording today the Supreme Court Friday morning ruled that the lawsuit by abortion providers against Texas over its abortion law may proceed despise arguments by Texas that the way the law was written made it so that parties could not sue against the law until it was in force. It was the court concluded that the the petitions may uh, participants may pursue a pre-enforcement challenge against certain of the named defendants but not not others the court led by Justice Neil Gorsher said the court also let the law remain in effect pending the legal challenges. The ruling is preceded and will not be the final word, uh, will not be the final word on the law's constitutionality. Now folks, the abortion argument is, is rapid right now. You had December 1st of this year, 
of 2021 when Mississippi took up a, uh, the case between Mississippi and uh, some abortion uh, favored people, uh, pro-choice uh, people. And the court is more, uh, the way I'm hearing is more leaning towards pursue, um, stopping abortions at 15 weeks. Now it depends who you talk to folks. Um, I was part of a conversation a while back and I, I uh, with a left-leaning podcast and both of the individuals that were on there said they agreed with stopping the abortion at a certain week of time. Now, I was doing my research. I was not familiar with Planned Parenthood versus Casey at the time, but Planned Parenthood versus Casey really did set the mark that it was like at 24 weeks uh, you couldn't have an abortion. But, but now Mississippi, however, is challenging that and is either going to end out to where the states have the power to choose when that day, that deadline is, or the Supreme court is going to say, yeah, we agree with a 15 week mark. So we're going to put it at 15 weeks. Now I said this when the Texas law passed that this was going to go to the Supreme court and the Supreme court is working out the case and working out the timeline to hear that case. What I like about this, that the Supreme court did not shoot down the law. They saying, look, y'all can sue them. Y'all can figure everything out. But we're going to leave it in effect. That means more babies are being saved in the state of Texas. More babies are being saved because this law is staying in effect. Listen, I have my doubts about the Supreme Court. I I feel that the Supreme Court on the Mississippi law is going to go 5-4. That's my God honest opinion. But if you go ahead and, and you look at this, this should be a 6-3. I, I said this, I think, last week or the week before. But this abortion law is saving lives in Texas, and it's going to continue to save lives in Texas because they're keeping it in force. So I'm having some hope for the Supreme Court because they allowed that. The Supreme Court could have said, no, this law is going to be revoked. This law is going to be taken out. But no, they kept it there. And I, I commend the Supreme Court on that. Because of this, I, I believe that the the, the I, I have a good feeling the Mississippi law is going to change a lot of things. It it there's there's people saying that this bill outright attacks Roe versus Wade. I'm hope I wrong. I'm hope I'm wrong on this, but I don't never I never see Roe versus Wade being overturned. Now, as science progress, we might have a president and a government that might say this is a life. This is a life. My, one of my relatives showed me a picture earlier of a three week year old. I think it's three weeks or something. It was, it was, it was, it was early in the stages of developing. And he, somebody let him take a picture of some, I say the fetus, I say a baby, the baby had eyes, the baby had arms, the baby had, it was growing. It wasn't fully developed, but it was growing. And you can't say that's not a child. Me, my, my father, which is the pastor of Coda Homes Fellowship Church, said if people look at that and still say that it's not a life, they're just backwards evil. I'm going to say it like this, folks, and I'm not trying to offend some people, but I said this at the beginning. You know, I, I don't want, I'm hoping that I don't offend nobody, but if you listen to this show, you're probably going to get offended because the left always gets offended. A person that looks at a baby in the womb through an ultrasound looks at that and says, that is not a life. You're stupid. You're a fool. 
I got an education. I go to I went to college. I went. I don't care who you are. You're a fool. To see a baby in the mother's womb and still say that is not a life. You're a fool. You're a fool. One more note before we wrap up here. I only got a few more minutes. Uh, Georgia is getting a new Senate. Um, David Perdue. I don't know if y'all remember when David Perdue ran, but David Perdue ran. Um, I believe it was against. Uh, I can't remember his name. I, I saw a glimpse of it earlier. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to talk about that. Um, oh, no, correction. Not uh, Senate. Georgia battle looms as Purdue set to challenge Kemp for governor in Republican faceoff. Now, Donald Trump did endorse. Purdue. So we're going to have to see that every time we have a good new governorial, remember we talked about Stacey Abrams. We talked about her running for governor and we're going to see if she, we're going to see if she, uh, she says she wants this. If she lost, I want to see if she says she won this race. Cause you remember in 2018 folks, she said, I won the governorial election. I want it. They stole it from me. And all the media agreed with her. But when Donald Trump said it, ah, he's a Republican, we can't do that. So we're going to see what happens. I'm, I'm really watching the state of Georgia. I think Georgia is going to be a hot, hot, uh, a hot place for election this year. We're going to have to see what happens. But David Perdue did go ahead and announce he was running for governor of the great state of Georgia. Um, ladies and gentlemen, on back to the note, I, I just thought about that while talking. Um, Keep the Supreme Court in your prayer that they make right decisions. Because it's coming to a point. God's about to judge this nation. And I believe God's judging this nation because of abortion. Because the Bible says he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. This nation since 1973 has been killing babies upon babies upon babies. It's getting to the point where I believe it's 62 million babies that have been aborted. God helped this nation. Let's pray that the Supreme Court keeps on the right track and don't get influenced. And let's pray that Biden don't think about expanding the court and the Democrats give them what they want because they cannot be outvoted. Let's just pray. I I think that's some good news, though, that the the Supreme Court is letting the law stay in effect. So let's 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 just keep on praying. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative today and listen to this episode for the week if you can send me an email at the cajun conservative 5 at gmail.com with any questions or concerns remember go look us up on rumble apple google and spotify until next week be blessed be encouraged remember jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon are you ready until next week be blessed